Okay, good morning and welcome to Tech Central Impact Series. Very much looking forward to, today, to today's conversation. And I'm honored to have two special guests with me today. Thank you very much. Rian Graham. Rian, you're the sales director for Ruckus in Sub-Saharan Africa. And Ruckus Networks deliver industry-leading Wi-Fi access points, uh, mega gigabits ICT, uh, ICX switches, um, combined with machine learning and AI, and a number of other effective delivery and network-enabled technologies that actually allow the coverage and intuitive management of Wi-Fi at any point for the end user. And I mentioned the end user because quite specifically, the end user have a, has a series of different expectations. They've got a series of different understandings of what it takes to, to provide what Ruckus Networks does. And what we're going to talk about and introduce now my second guest for today is Eugene Burters. Now, Eugene is the um, product manager for um, Pinnacle DataNet, and he covers the distribution for Ruckus across the SADC region. And thank you very much, both of you, for joining us. We really look forward to unpacking this a bit more and understanding what the end user may have experienced and why they experienced what they have during 2022, and hopefully some good news going into 2023. So thank you very much and welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, James, and everybody out there. Thank you. Eugene, where do we, what happened in 2022? <clears throat> I think what happened in 2022 is a rollover from 2021. Uh, quite frankly, the, the market, well, as we know it, underwent a big change. Um, 2021, we saw some of the impact that technology and supply has on us. Uh, but we didn't realize that it would get worse. And I think that is where, you know, we were all caught off guards. Um, myself, Rian, the whole industry, the whole networking industry globally. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was not a year that we would actually want to remember. And well, one day we might reminisce and say that was the year when a lot of change took place and a lot more change should have started happening. So Eugene, you talk about change, but that change is as a result of, um, and I think you referred to it as a, a sobering view, to say that there have been chipset challenges, there have been um, supply and demand issues, the logistics just hasn't been able to catch up. And I think, I think that's really what's led to the learning and the, the changes required in businesses like yourselves. Could you expand a bit on that? Yes, you, you know, I think what happened is we, I think the way the industry was moving, we were expecting the move towards the next level of Wi-Fi in buildings and that we would start rolling that out already back in 2020. We could see the emergence, 2021, 22 was going to be the big rollout. You know, we're talking Wi-Fi 6 specifically. The Wi-Fi 5 system has been around for a good handful of, good fingerful of years already. So this was the natural progression as the world was going forward. Little did we then realize that um, that was going to be a fundamental problem given so many things had changed within the world. Chipset shortages you mentioned, raw materials, not just for the chips, but other things that affected the construction of that Wi-Fi device and many other devices, you know, <clears throat> power over Ethernet is something too that goes hand in hand with the Ruckus switch, the Ruckus access point. 
new standards emerged pretty recently, we were going to go down that route. Suddenly everything stopped. There was a shortage in every level, every single platform, every playing field. And we had to take a decision and say, well, you know, where are we going to go with this? We cannot deliver the new technology. And I think in any case, that new technology, you know, so we have all the hardware. If we had the hardware, people will start building things that work on that hardware. If, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Zoom didn't exist three years ago. Zoom. Like it does today. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> look what it does now. You know, so when you've got the foundation, you will add the technology. When you've got the technology, the applications come. We've put all of that at hold. Simultaneously, though, I think this is also an opportunity to say, well, the infrastructure we have we're going to have to live with it for a little while. So what should we do? We can't get the thing at the end. But what about the pieces in between? Power over Ethernet is going up. We need a different cabling system to cope for that. Wi-Fi 6 and the next derivatives of Wi-Fi after that are not going to run on the cabling system that is in 90% of the buildings today. So end users should be saying, while we have this opportunity, a portion of our expense, we are not going to be upgrading. But let's retroactively upgrade what we've got and make sure that when that technology hits us, and it's not now it's not many months down the line. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, it was a five-year window. Now we're down to less than two years and we're on the next level. But now's the time. Sit back, design, plan, get our suppliers involved, get our vendors involved, <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, let's take it forward from there. And we've had arguments where people say, well, if you can't give me a product, I'm going to get another product. Yeah. You know what? I think when it comes to Ruckus, the end user that is invested in Ruckus, over a period of time, they've done their due diligence. They know it works. They know what happens. New Ruckus can plug into old Ruckus. Wonderful. You can't now take product B, plug it in and think it's going to work. You're going to have to rip. And I think the, the, the smart end user, the smart IT guy is going to sit back and say, <clears throat> let's have a look. Let's go and fix the plumbing. I think Rion likes using that word. Yep. Let's go and fix the plumbing so that when the water comes on in the next 18 months, 24 months, we are actually prepared and we will keep to the vendors that we've been using because we believe them it's going to work we can actually mix the two technologies without any disruption to all of us rian I, I want to come to you because what what eugene has been talking about is bringing up a number of really critical aspects around what you deliver which is product yeah but in order to get that product there's a certain element of planning and foresight and scoping and i'd love to hear a bit more from you about about the product but also what your expectations are of the markets going into 2023. Okay, thanks, James. Um, I think maybe, you know, from a vendor perspective, it would be interesting to just kind of give you the, the kind of background coming into COVID and then where we find ourselves currently and where we'll be moving. So before COVID hit uh, us globally, uh, the chipset manufacturers 
all three of the main manufacturers that we utilize in our technology sets, and it's not just us as Ruckus, but the whole industry at large, all three of them were already running at a capacity of 125% of production. So even in 2019, they were already exceeding their maximum capacity. Uh, and then obviously we all knew and know what happened with COVID. Uh, everyone went home. Everyone wanted to still connect, which meant that the demand went through the roof, right? <clears throat> the net result is that the built-up demand in the, in the system is so significant currently that uh, the industry at large is battling to service that, right? Um, now, of course, it's not just the chipsets, right? It's a much, much broader environment that is that got affected with COVID. If you look at your logistics and shipments, um, we've seen a marked decrease in available um, available containers to ship globally. So we've got 13 manufacturing plants under Comscope globally, and we ship vast amounts of product in between the plants, et cetera, et cetera. And the amount of product that we can ship currently is probably a fifth of what we could back in 2019. So even if we did have the actual manufactured product, there is still a lag in the system of getting the product into the customer base, into distribution, into the channel. <clears throat> so we need to take that into account. And, you know, that takes a number of, of years or probably months to flush out and become standardized or normal again. I have to say the good news is that um, even though we anticipated as a vendor uh, that 2022 would be the year where we would see a marked improvement in the supply come back, um, it has not happened, right? And that is all down to the built-up demand. Um, the good news, however, is that if you look at the Q3 results from Ruckus specifically, um, we had our best Q3 results uh, in history, in the existence of Ruckus. And that is still under a perceived, well done. Under a perceived um, you know, so shortage of supply. So the good news is we can definitely see the technology and the product coming back online. Uh, but we need to understand that there's a rather long tail to this, and it will take a number of quarters my guesstimate is probably by the end of Q2 of 2023, we should be back to a more reasonable level of supply. Typically, I would say 12 weeks, uh, which again allows our partners and our end customers to start planning projects, I'd say, in a more realistic time frame. Um, you know, much to improve from where we find ourselves today. Thanks. And I'm glad you're talking about this like you are, because there's an expectation of immediacy. Yeah. The, the, the end user, the client, your partners expect, like they have prior to, 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 to COVID, and I don't, don't want to talk about COVID per se, but just to talk about your, your, the number you brought up in that it was the manufacturers were operating 125% of capacity. There was an expectation there that there was immediacy and an availability of the, the technology, the parts, that, that, that you were able to supply very quickly. And that gave you a unique selling proposition. It gave you an advantage over perhaps other opportunities in the market. But what it's done now is giving, give you a chance to, to take a step back and engage more. And this is where what I think Eugene focuses quite heavily is engage more with that end user, those clients, those partners, and actually do a bit of a, a scoping and a needs analysis. There's a big difference to what a client needs and what a client wants. What are you finding in that regard, Eugene? Yes, James, I think, you know, we need to look at the whole situation, the way the, the landscape has changed out there. 
we are increasingly coming under pressure with electricity in this country. Hence why the building owner, the end user, the IT guy, his primary concern now also needs to lie with, let's get the connectivity right. Let's get the people powered up. Let's get them fired up. This means we need to look at the access point, which is connected to what should be, in my opinion, over the next two years, the next generation of data cabling within the building. That'll be CAT 6A, because CAT 6A is going to give you the capability to power your devices with the next generation of power over Ethernet that is out there and that is being launched. That does put at the back end, you've got to look at your power supply then. We, we cannot rely on our utility out there at the moment to give us that 24-7 that we need. Um, similarly, that person that's brought his own device into the office is now more reliant on that device at home, um, yes. which brings in security issues. You know, it's fine for me to connect to home, but I'm an extension of the corporate network where the corporate network and the manager does not have the, he doesn't even have immediate access to what I'm doing. Absolutely. So this is actually a, as bad as it is, or as negative as it might sound, this is actually a good time for the end user, the skilled people in their different disciplines to have a look at this holistically and say, how do we wrap this? How do we bring it all together? And how do we empower ourselves to be ready for the onslaught of new technology? Jean, I love what you're saying. I, th I think you're also talking about the fact that you've got an, e an existing system. Look at that existing design. L what can that design do? Review it and then identify possibly the, the fact that you're going to have to, as an end user, skip, let's say, for the argument's sake, skip Wi-Fi 6. Because the legacy that you've gotten in, in, in situ works now, and based on what you need going into 2023, you might end up with Wi-Fi 7. Yeah, James, if, yeah? if, if I can yeah. add to that, I think uh, the reality today in, in corporate South Africa is that pretty much most uh, businesses today are still running Cat5A, right? Cat5 cabling yeah. infrastructure. Um, now, from yeah. a capacity perspective, now the big benefit uh, moving from Wi-Fi 5 to Wi-Fi 6 is the increase in capacity and performance. Now, the, the premium or the, the delta in, in, in improved performance is typically about 30% moving from Wi-Fi 5 to Wi-Fi 6. However, your cabled infrastructure, as well as your switched infrastructure, will have to be upgraded as well to get to the maximum utilization of the performance that Wi-Fi 6 offers. <clears throat> now, that means a lot of... A lot of what we're talking about here is to say that that equipment that you might want... Yes. Isn't, isn't necessarily available. Well, 100%. So in, in other mm. words, there's backed up demand for that, right? They're very scarce um, currently. So what, what a lot of um, our partners should consider is Wi-Fi 5 currently is more than sufficient enough to service the existing Cat5 infrastructures without having to rip and replace the cable infrastructure. Most customers will have one gig switching infrastructure, which is capable to support Wi-Fi 5. Um, and what you should do is rather start planning for the introduction of Wi-Fi 7, which will most likely be launched end of Q1 uh, of 2023, which means that by... Oh, it's, it's well, exactly. 
which means by the mid of next year, Wi-Fi 7 will start becoming mainstream. And, you know, at least you are buying yourself some time with your existing infrastructure. Um, and, you know, like you said, you can then leapfrog from Wi-Fi 5 into Wi-Fi 7. Now, just to kind of give you the, you know, so some people will argue, yeah, but Wi-Fi 6 is the latest technology and we want to run on the latest technology. Just to give you uh, an idea of the difference of in performance that you will experience from Wi-Fi 6 migrating to Wi-Fi 7, there's going to be about a 40-fold increase in capacity. So the big jump right. is, is coming with Wi-Fi 7, where we are now talking about 40, 50 gigabits per second connectivity speeds, right? Versus 1.2, 1.5, 1.8 gigabits currently with Wi-Fi 6. So there's an enormous jump. So my suggestion to, to our channel partners and our end customers would be start building for Wi-Fi 7, which is coming. Make sure your, your plumbing, your cabled infrastructure is capable of servicing the capacities. Make sure, make sure your switching infrastructure is multi-gig so that you can, can, can get the best out of Wi-Fi 7 and what that will bring, right? There's something I'd like to throw in at that point. You know, we, we've got a problem getting Wi-Fi 6 access points. So does everybody else. Yeah. But let's not forget that same Wi-Fi 6 chipset needs to go into your, your mobile phone, needs to go into your laptop and your iPad. That guy's got the same supply problems. Yeah. More, I'm pretty sure 90% plus of devices that we have in this country do not have Wi-Fi 6 in any case. You know, we, we're still on the older technology. So... <clears throat> Or is, is it too much to ask to say, sit back, take a chill pill, you know, let's wait That's for not. seven, but let's fix the pump. Let's fix the pump. Right. And I think, I think there's a very, very clear message there. And I, I thank both of you for your insights here because I've written down some notes and I'm talking about you know, the importance of going into 2023, understanding the, the, that you need to design for what you've got. You need to do some capacity planning. You also need to realize that, and I think you're giving us a gift here. You're su suggesting that what's coming in the future will complement what you have right now. 100%. Look at what your yes. actual needs are versus what your wants. And we all coming into Christmas might be looking under the tree and guessing what we want, what might be wrapped under there. But actually, what do you need? Well, and from, from for, for me, it, at Tech Central, um, I'm fascinated to hear what you're saying here because it, it definitely is something that partners with many different topics. And we've talked about cybersecurity, but it's an ideal way of going into this, this period of, of a bit more quiet, December, January, and hitting 2023 with a positive note. 100%, James. I think, you know, the, the, the one thing that we pride ourselves as Ruckus with is that we engage heavily within our channel and with our end customers. Um, so we are not, you know, arm's length or far away in the ether in the background, you know, like some of the industry players tend to be. Um, we love engaging intimately with our channel, our distribution channels, as well as with our end customers. And ultimately, in today's day and age, specifically in sub-Saharan Africa, we, you know, the economies aren't great. We understand the pressures of higher inflation, the rand dollars not doing well, et cetera, et cetera. What we are saying is, guys, Let's evaluate with our partners and end customers. What do you need versus what do you want, right? There's a very easy way of migrating into the latest in the next 12 to 24 months, right? 
let's optimize and make sure you can your network can perform optimally with what you've got <clears throat> and then rather start specking for the 40-fold increase in capacity demands that's coming in the next 12 to 24 months because that's the big difference right we have to be ready for that that's very very clear and you know rian Thanks. graham um eugene go ahead <clears throat> you brought up a good point there christmas 2023 things to look forward to so one thing that we should be looking at and pinnacle data net together with ruckus are starting to look at ways of offering services that are in the cloud all right so that's a big jump we've gone from a cable to an access point now we're talking cloud but really i think that is something that every it manager that has not implemented yet should start looking at and we are working on a platform where we can take some of that headache away of where is my data stored? Is it secure? Um, can I quickly retrieve it if I need it? And that is the cloud. So Pinnacle DataNet together with Ruckus, the Ruckus cloud solution, are looking at ways of bringing the cloud closer to home. In other words, physically I can drive to someone, go and speak to them, give them my needs, implement. And that is our happy new year wish for us, the end users, our partners, and everybody, you know, that's in this, that's the, in this ruckus industry with us. So that's where we want to go. That's where we'll be having the chat next time. I love that. Thank you, Eugene. Um, from all, for, to all of our Tech Central listeners, from me, James Erasmus, sitting here in our lovely studio, um, I very, very much look forward to our further engagements because there's a, clearly a lot more to learn from both Rian Graham and Eugene Boerters. Thank you so much, both of you, for your engagements today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. And I very much look forward to seeing whether I have a cloud under my Christmas tree. Super. Thanks. Thank you both. Thank you very much, James.